All right, what are they really saying? We are so glad that you're here because you're choosing to thrive after betrayal, trauma, or addiction. Hi, I'm Ashlyn, the once betrayed. I'm Kobe, the once addicted. And I'm Brandon, the expert. Now, why am I an expert? Because I've treated betrayal, trauma, and addiction for over a decade. Let's answer this question. We're going to first start with a review, and it's called Principles That Can Be Applied. Thank you for providing these simple concepts and principles in a style that is easy to understand and not pushy. It is so liberating to learn the reasons behind many of mine and my spouse's behaviors. Before I knew we had problems, but I couldn't put a name to it. With the education you provide and belief in our Savior's love, I know better days are ahead. Like the three legs keeping the stool upright, each of your three voices is needed to completely explore each topic. Thank you for your efforts to keep this podcast going. Thank you. I love that. The three legs of the stool. And that's exactly why we have three of us having the discussion. So um, today's a little different. We got some really good feedback from our last podcast that Brannon and Tyler did, the brothers who are both sex um, addiction therapists. So um, we're going to do it again today. And they're going to answer that question of what are they really saying? And what I love about this episode is that they're going to answer the question for both sides. And this is something that Kobe and I, you know, we're, we still have these, these moments where I might say something and it's definitely not what I mean, but it comes off as maybe a little rude. So I think both of you guys, whoever's listening, both sides of the story, you're going to benefit from this episode. Thanks. All right, you guys, I have uh, my older brother Tyler here with me one more time, and I just had to do something with him and and try some things with him. So um, the truth is, Tyler, is we we hear uh, from guys a lot who are frustrated, right? Yep. Like it, sometimes it's hard for us to, to not let our groups go to just complaining sessions about how frustrated they are with their spouses, right? Absolutely. Is that <laughs> and I don't think they're doing it to be mean to their spouse. They just don't know what else to do. They're frustrated, yeah. right? Yeah. And um, they feel attacked. They feel misunderstood. They feel all, all kinds of stuff. And so we just wanted to do an episode um, talking about what, what, what does your spouse really mean? What do they really mean when they say the things they do? Yeah. They, and, and here's one clue to just start it off is they, they probably don't mean what they're saying. So what their words say is probably not what they're actually saying. Right. Right. Absolutely. So I'm going to give you one right okay. off the bat. You how about how about you give me one and let me try to see if I can hear it. Okay. Yeah. I want I want you to interpret this one. And you okay. know you know my wife. You know Rihanna. So. Oh whoa! This, this is, is your actual. Yeah. Wife? This is a personal one. Well, right? I got to be careful here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know her, so it might be a little bit cheap, but you see what you can get. Okay. So here's the scenario. I had committed to go to a a, a school assembly for one of my younger daughters. Okay. I'm in the middle of an appointment. I see the time clicking down on the appointment, and I realize that I've got a suicidal client, and I'm going to probably have to get him checked into the hospital. And I ended up missing the assembly. Okay. But then I meet up with my daughter and my wife for lunch at Chick-fil-A afterwards. Okay. I walk in the door. My wife's sitting up against the wall. My daughter's sitting right here. And right when I walk in, my wife's, like, fuming this anger, right? And, and this is what she says, and I want you to interpret it for me. She says... It's no wonder that every therapist kid ends up in some drug rehab center. <laughs> oh wow! Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's pretty aggressive. Yeah. Um, but uh, what what I'm hearing her say there is, 
uh, I'm really sad that you weren't there supporting our daughter today. And that, that also makes me really scared. I'm scared for, for her. Right. Mm -hmm. So, okay. But what she's saying is kind of attacking you. Yeah. Right. Yep. But what she's actually saying on an emotional level is I'm scared. She's saying I'm scared and I need you to show up for me and I'm hurting like crazy because my daughter, your daughter was pumped about you showing up today and you missed it, Tyler. Right, right, right. That's what she's saying. But she, she, she's saying you missed it, but, but deep down she's saying I'm scared that that's hurting our daughter. Yes. Right? Yep. Now, now, can you connect to that? Is that possible for you to connect to that? It takes a big, deep breath. <laughs> right. You know, and in my case this time, I actually got it right for once, which isn't often. Okay. But I took a big, deep breath, and I had all my shame going through me, like, oh, Tyler, you're a terrible father. You're a workaholic, this, that, the other. I put the shame aside, and I saw it for what it was, and I said, hey, you know what, babe? I didn't even have to explain that this was a suicidal client. I said, you know what, babe? I, I dropped the ball. You're right. I'm going to do better. I want to show up for our kids. You well, guys and, and, and you me. don't necessarily need to take that ownership. Like if yeah. if your integrity is saying I did the right thing. Well, I did the right the thing, but I did drop the ball for my daughter. You can own that, and then yep. you can you can empathize and connect to her emotion. Right. right? Like I I totally see why you're freaking out. I wouldn't say freaking out. I totally see why you're scared yeah. right now. And right? this is this is my patented response: is the fact that you just said those things is evidence of how deeply you must be hurting right now. Right. So I'm sorry that you're hurting. I wish I could take it back. What do you need from me? Yeah. That see, that's non-defensive response. Right. right? Um, and, and that's also you kind of trying to open up more conversation as to what she's really feeling and where mm -hmm. she's really at. You know, what's interesting is sometimes when your spouse says something to you, sometimes they don't even know what they're saying. And and uh, you know, if you're a, if you're a good partner, then you can help them explore that by not getting defensive and they can flush out like, oh, this is actually really where I'm at right now. Um, all right, I got one for you. Okay. Ready? So let's pretend like, um, here's the scenario. I'm, uh, I'm a spouse who's been betrayed. Okay. okay? And, um, and I just found out two weeks ago. Found out there was a porn addiction. I found out there was some meetups with some other women. Um, there was some pretty intense stuff. Okay. So we go to, we go Christmas shopping at the mall. Okay. And I ask you this, do you think she's hot? <laughs> okay. So, and you want me to interpret what she's really saying? Yeah. Right. What does she mean? So do you think she's hot? Well, this is the loaded question mm -hmm. because if you say no, and she actually is hot, then you're a liar. Okay. And if you say yes, then and you're she toast. she actually is hot, yeah. then you're toast. Yeah, okay. You're toast, right? So but, what does she really mean? But what she's really saying is she's saying, right now my world is so out of whack and I feel so insecure and I need to know that you matter to me. That I matter to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that I matter to you, that you're fighting for me. Now, now I do want to say, Tyler, as we, have, as we talk about this, every scenario is unique, yeah, right? Sure. And, and every, every person is a little bit different. Mm -hmm. And I think... The, the, the key to it is understanding that. It's not assuming that you do know what she means. Rather, it's taking a step back and saying, I want to connect to your heart. I, I want to understand on an emotional level where you're at, mm -hmm. right? So, so when she says, do you think she's hot? If you take a step back and you say, hey, hang on here, I really want to understand. That's like, beautiful. Do, do you see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I, I want to understand where, where you're at and, and why, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, 
yeah, my world is crumbling. And, and that's probably what you'd find out. My world is crumbling and I don't feel good enough for you. And, I, you know, she probably wouldn't in the mall open up all those things. Right. But deep down, that's where that simple question is coming from. It's coming from, that's the thing is, is we always try to answer, especially as men mostly, we try to answer from a rational perspective all the time. Right. Most of the time in early recovery, these questions are emotionally based. And a lot of times a betrayed spouse won't even know that it's an emotionally based question. They're tra- they're, sc- they're scrambling for any type of stability they can find. And so... They ask a concrete question, but what they're really asking underneath it is an emotional question that says, do I matter? And, and, to, and, and instead of just giving, uh, so, so there's, there's two sides to this that are both destructive, okay? The one side is, oh my gosh, I got to deal with this still, like you suck, and <laughs> when are you going to get better, right? right? Hurry, That's, hurry and get over it. Yeah, hurry and get over it, yeah. and I don't care about your freaking pain. <laughs> I want out of that pain because it, it inconveniences my life, so please stop it, yes. okay? That's a horrible response. Selfish. And selfish. And, and you know what, Tyler? We hear it all the time. Oh, that's the natural I, response. I'm giving it as an example, like it's this extreme example. That's what we hear all the time. Yeah. And usually it's not so aggressive, but usually it's just like, give me a break. Like, I'm yeah. sick and tired of your pain. We've like, already talked about this. Get over it. Yeah. The other, the other side that's, that's destructive, and this one's a little trickier and, and harder to, to diagnose, which is I'm going to try to say the right thing to their questions. So I'm going to comply and, and, and do the right thing so that we're not uncomfortable anymore. Right. And that's that, you know, that, that example of, do you think she's hot? You're saying, well, I, no, no, I don't, think I didn't she, even notice her. Okay. That's not helpful yeah. either. Right. Um, and so in, instead of trying here, here's the thing, show up, um, create, show up in love, not in fear with them. Yeah. And that, that's the key to it is when they say something to you and they're in fear, if you if you meet that with fear, you're going to multiply the fear. You're in trouble. Yeah, it's just going to. Yep. Right. But if you can uh, step back and care about them, compassion, love, you're going to open up this space, and this space is going to be this exploratory space for for them to to communicate and talk about how they actually feel. Right. right. And it's going to be an opportunity for a connection, even if it's born from a place of pain. Yes. An opportun- pain is one of the best opportunities for connection if you can set aside if your you shame. If you can meet it yes. with love. Yes. Uh, and that's, that's one of the silver linings I believe God g- gave, gave couples who are trying to rebuild trust is, is, that, is that pain. That pain mm-hmm. is the opportunity. If you can consistently show up in empathy and honesty— you'll rebuild trust, right? Absolutely, and you'll have a marriage that you never dreamed you could have before. Absolutely. It's what it's all about. Yeah. So, all right, do you have another I one for one me? I got one for you. Okay. got one for you. This is a good one, all right? Okay. This is one that happens frequently. Okay. A betrayed spouse comes to her partner. She's feeling like something's off, and she, she's been feeling this disconnect, and she says, I know you've acted out. I want you out of the house until you admit to me that you've acted out. Oh, I love this one. And meanwhile, he, this guy hasn't acted out yet. Okay. Okay. Excellent. Okay. So, um, a couple of things. Let, let's use m- my two examples that I said earlier. I could say, "Are you crazy? That's stupid. I've been <laughs> sober for this long. Can't you see that I'm in recovery?" Yeah. And what and what that'll do is that'll make her really feel like I've been acting out. Yep. Okay. Um, 
I can say, no, I haven't. I haven't. Here, look at my phone. Um, Here, let me look, prove to you. Let me prove to you. Here's all the evidence that I haven't acted out. Can you see that I haven't acted out? And that that's usually the go-to. Like, let me show you. If I haven't acted out, let me it's prove like, it. let me prove it because I got all the proof. And that won't create safety either. Um, to, so, again, it's taking a step back and hearing her emotions, okay? And, and And, you know, you guys don't get all, like, therapy speak with your <laughs> wives and they'll be like, man, you listen to that one podcast yeah, and those now you're just being tools, annoying. Yeah, <laughs> like, um, but it's stopping for a moment and just saying like, whoa, that, that word whoa is like a good one. Like it's, it's slowing it down. Like, whoa, um, you, it seems like you're really freaking out or scared right now. Mm-hmm. And, and what you want from her, um, it, it, with your response, if it's non-defensive is, her nodding her head saying, yeah, you get me. Like, or, you know, maybe you say, gosh, I can, I can see I, I got home from work two hours late and I was up really late on the computer last night. You know, I'd probably be freaking out too if I were you. So you validate her fear instead of, instead of reject her fear. Um, and then you, then you can start to process that fear with her. You know, yeah. what else triggers you? What it, in order to do that, though, with the example you just gave, it takes it takes an intense amount of maturity to look inside yourself and go, okay, well, I know I haven't acted out, but maybe there's something else on in my life that's sending her the same signal. And so if I'm curious with that and I go, wow, yeah, maybe I was a little bit dishonest and I spent 10 bucks at the, at the restaurant today that I forgot to tell her about on the budget. Or, right. you know, maybe there's this piece of me that's just getting kicked around at work and I've been a little disconnected and stressed out and she's sensing that as me being disconnected because of something else. If I can be curious with that and at least show her that I'm willing to go into the depths to find something to say, maybe there's something up here that you're yeah. reading that at least validates her pain. Uh, yes. At least validates that what she's feeling, she's not crazy. She's not like, she, she, she she's picking up on something for a reason. Right, right, right. Well, and I think our our spouses are are great uh, reflectors, yeah. so it's a good opportunity for us to say, okay, what what is it? Like, is there something here maybe that I need to something. look at or mm-hmm. own or understand? And maybe there's not, um, but, but it's worth doing the work. Yeah, it's worth checking it out, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Um, okay, um, okay, I got one for you. <laughs> okay, <laughs> um, let's do another one. Um, okay, it's the guy. Okay, I'm going to do a tricky one here for you. All right. Um, The guy says, how come you never want to have sex with me? Ooh. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Okay, this is a good one. And it's classic, right? This is another one that happens. No, we never hear it. No, never. All right, yeah. So, So basically, so if we're interpreting it, so if I'm a spouse... If yeah, I'm, you're the I'm spouse the who's wife. been betrayed mm-hmm. recently, mm-hmm. Um, and he's kind of like, dude, I've been I've been sober now for a month. Like I'm doing so good. How I'm doing you never good. Have like, sex with me. Yeah, you never you you don't ne- like I'm deprived. Yeah. Okay. Good. So a, a betrayed spouse is going to hear that, and if they hear those words, they're going to trigger either, all oh, kinds of it's, stuff. It's just going to set off the fear cycle like crazy. Her shame is going to get hit. She's going to feel like she should have been in the forgiving place, but then she's going to get defensive and it's going to get really ugly pretty fast. Yeah. Unless she can interpret it differently. Okay. And if she sees it for what it is and what it is usually is the guy is coming to her and saying a couple of things, potentially a little bit of both. The first one is, is he's saying, 
I'm so insecure that I need you to tell me that I'm good enough through sex. Mm-hmm. That, okay. that actually is true. Yeah. Yeah. So, so if you tell me that I'm good enough by having sex, then I'll be okay. Mm-hmm. The other, the other thing that he might be saying is he might be saying, "Boy, I'm feeling really disconnected from you, and I don't, I, I miss you." Right. But he, some connection. but he doesn't have the vulnerability to come and say that either because he's so worried about being. So he's victiming out and yep. trying to manipulate his way into some sex, right? Yeah, well, that way. And in his mind, it might be for a really good reason or it might be for an unhealthy reason. Right, right, right. right. So this all equates to her needing to have sex with him? So no. No. No, not at all. No. What it, what it, what it boils down to is, again, this is, and he doesn't realize this a lot of the time. He still thinks sex is the answer right? because he, he hasn't been able to connect that healthy sex has to have safety and emotion in it. So what he's saying and what he needs to learn to say differently and hopefully what she can interpret differently is what he's saying is, boy, I'm missing you. Like, and I, I'd be open to any spectrum of connection here just as long as I know that I, you see me. So I want to just say for the betrayed, this example, I swapped it on purpose. It's really, really difficult to want to be vulnerable in your relationship with him fresh off of betrayal. And and uh, one part of being vulnerable is listening and empathizing and exploring. Without right? having to have sex. Right, right. Feel, you'll, yeah. you'll feel that pressure there. It's really hard to turn and say, okay, I want to really explore who you are and understand who you are right now when you've been hurt recently by that person. So what we're talking about is really, really difficult hard um, to do. I call this higher level recovery work because it's not about acting out anymore. It's about like, the essence of true connection. Yes, and that's what—that's that, really what we're talking about—is yeah. digging deep, digging down, empathizing with each other, and uh, when you can do that consistently, that's what—that's what creates connection. It also builds trust over and over again. Mm-hmm. So, all right, you guys. I hope just, you've enjoyed this. Do you maybe have one share more? one more thought? I'm okay. not going to give you one. But just go one ahead. more thought to go along with this is that most of the time when you're met with one of those questions that hits your own shame. A very simple thing that you can do is to try to flip it around and realize that the question is being born from a place of my partner's shame. So yes. if I so if I can speak to their shame, I'm instantly going to disarm them from the old pattern. So like when my wife says, hey, you no wonder our kids are going to end up in some drug rehab. What she's really saying is I'm really worried about us as parents, especially because I worry about our kids. And if I can speak down to her shame. And it's okay. Speaking to her shame doesn't mean you're saying this is what you're doing, Rhiannon. No, it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's not it's, like me saying, no, the reason our kids end up in there is because you watch like TV all day. It's connecting to her fear. It's because, right? yeah, I'm, I'm connecting down to the emotion of what she's feeling. Yes, and connecting saying, I, to it. I yes. see your fear. I see your pain. I feel it too sometimes. I'm going to work on it and I'm here with you. We're in this together. Right. And if I can speak that, it disarms the whole pattern from playing out like it usually does. Right. Where shame meets shame, spike fights with spike. And then there's more disconnection. Nothing gets better. Yep. So, all right, you guys, if you've enjoyed this episode, please share it. Um, Check us out on Patreon uh, where we talk about this, uh, like Tyler said, higher level recovery stuff. And um, thanks. We'll see you. Thanks.